Welcome to Never Buy the Book Podcast. This is your host, Kelly Scholes. At 24, I was dead broke and a full-blown alcoholic. By age 40, I was completely debt-free and a millionaire. Now I share my secrets of success and transformation with audiences around the world as a speaker, success mentor, and of course, your podcast host. Each Never Buy the Book episode features a guest who has overcome obstacles to build an incredible life of fulfillment. If I were to consider our next guest by name alone, the first words to come to mind is misnomer, because Tommy Mello is anything but mellow. He is a high energy superstar who lights up everyone around him with his infectious energy. Tommy Mello is the owner operator of A1 Garage Door Service author of Home Service Millionaire and host of Home Service Expert Podcast. Tommy has many claims to fame, include going from $50,000 in debt to owning a $50 million home service business in less than seven years. These days, he also teaches others how to manage and grow a thriving home service business. In an episode we've entitled ADHD, Harness the Power to Lead Yourself and Others, We'll explore the blessings and challenges of having what seems to be an unlimited energy resource. Now it's my pleasure to welcome Tommy Mello. How you doing, Tommy? I'm great. Glad to be here. Excited awesome. to uh, do this with you. Yeah, glad to have you here. I was fortunate enough to be on your podcast. Now you get to be on mine. Yay! I'm excited. Yeah. You're gonna be good. So, so tell me, you go from fifty thousand dollars in debt which, you know, I would say probably 50% of Americans can understand that Mm -hmm. to running a $50 million home service business. How do you do that? You know, I think the the biggest thing is uh, learn from your mistakes and try not to make the same mistake twice. Um, I, I, I'm very um, curious. I read a lot and um, I don't mind failing. I just don't try you know, they say the definition of insanity is making the same mistake or doing things the same way and expecting a different result. So I, I'm not afraid of failure. And I think that um, if I fail, I just try not to fail twice. And I've learned a lot of lessons. You know, I've been in, uh, whether it comes to hiring, getting ripped off. There's so many stories I could tell you, Kelly, but mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Some of the stuff that uh, that's happened through the years, but it's fun. I got to say, I don't look at work the same as most people. I look at it. I actually enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you think you got that of not being afraid of failure? I mean, so many people are afraid of it. And so many people are to try, afraid to step out of their comfort zone and try new things. You know, from going $50,000 in debt to where you are now, how, you know, how do you not be afraid of failure? How, do you, how are you not afraid to try new things? You know, it's one of those things where you kind of build a muscle. I think a, a lot of people fear rejection. And so I try to get them to look forward to it. You know, instead yeah. of counting the wins, count the no's. So there's this great book called Go for No. And I always ask everywhere I go, do you guys offer a discount? Uh, do you have any upgrades available at the rooms? Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to ask. And uh, I think asking is the biggest thing. And, and failure to me is just you tried it, you learned. But now I typically ask a lot of people that have already been where I want to go exactly what mistakes they've done. And like I've, I've always said, I'm a big fan of uh, readers are leaders. 
and uh, leaders need to read more. <laughs> yeah, and I love reading. So I'm all about reading books and uh, trying to learn from other people's mistakes. But like I said, I, I, I've been through the the ringer with mistakes and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been good because uh, now we're very, very profitable. We're in 19 States. Um, the big things are happening here today. One. Mm-hmm. So did you get that at a young age of wanting to learn of, of, overcoming failure of you know i don't i don't don't know if it was a younger age i just know that uh you know the adhd is is most business owners um (laughs) we get the shiny light you know the next best thing you you want to be a real estate investor then you want to own a bar then you want you know there's a million things that could happen and what i've kind of learned to do is channel my focus because there's a lot going on. I could be talking to somebody and they're like, what the hell did you just say? Because I got so many things <laughs> yeah. and I, it's keeping it all. But really what I've learned to do is hire for my weaknesses. So a lot of people hire people just like them. Um, I don't want to hire someone just like me. I'm, I'm enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I try to hire you know people that are organized, uh, people that really are good at time management. Having more people like that around me really helps. Well, and you said reading a lot too. I mean, look at your bookshelf back there. Lots of books. Yeah. And your home service, you wrote the Home Service Millionaire. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I think it's the copy right here. I, uh, this is the book. We actually tested a hundred different covers. Give eighty, give an ADD guy a hundred different covers to pick one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but we, uh, you know, I wrote it and I got 12 co-authors, so. Uh, it talks a lot about hiring a players. We do a financial quick check. Alan Rohr talks about that. We came up with very detailed manuals. Al Levy talks about manuals. Um, I had uh, Ara. Ara is the CEO of Service Titan. He talks all about CRMs and the importance. I got the uh, just anything you want to know about home service. It's pretty much compiled in this book, and it came out really good. I got a lot of good people that contributed to it. So uh, very happy about that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's on audible yeah. it's on, um, Amazon. So whatever's easier. And then I got a free copy. You pay for shipping, but it's okay. home service millionaire.com forward slash free. And that's the hard book, hard cover. Yeah. Okay. So you talked a little bit about ADHD. Um, when did you figure out that you had ADHD? You and I have talked about that before. You know, I mean, what is it? 70 some percent of all business owners have some form of ADHD. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, I I think it first grade is when my dad got diagnosed with it. And if you're if you're anybody in your family gets it, they automatically assume you do. So okay. um, they put me on Adderall. Or I was going to I was, yeah, was going to ask, did they put you on Ritalin or what they Ritalin. put you on? Yeah, Ritalin. Okay. So but I didn't do good with it. I kind of <laughs> lost my personality and I didn't eat. So they got me off of it. And so I just, my desk was always facing the entire, my desk was next to the teacher's <laughs> desk. And I got to look at the whole room. Cause, uh, <laughs> okay. I was like four years in a row, four different teachers decided to do that with me. So you were one step ahead of me then. I, I must add a smaller form of ADHD because I didn't have to sit with the teacher. Yeah. Of course, I had to sit in, in the front or front of the class, but not with him. Yeah, I was very fortunate to be able to sit right next to the teacher. <laughs> so how, how have you been able to, because, you know, a lot of people suffer from that and they don't know how to harness it. 
how are you able to harness it? And, you know, if you would, you know, you showed us your Blackboard uh, last time we talked. Talk a little bit about that. Um, as far as what do you mean? The black, the whiteboard, the whiteboard. Yeah. You know, well, well, I, I got to get my thoughts out. I'm a whiteboarder big time. Um, if I showed you my calendar, you'd understand I, I got to schedule things. Every single thing's got to be scheduled. If I want to call my mom or call my best friend, it needs to make it on my schedule. Otherwise, um, I don't control my day. So yeah. my day uh, is very, very planned. So like I said, is by hiring an assistant, that, that actually is really good at the things that I'm not helps me stay organized. Um, I need help. The biggest thing I think is admitting that you need help. Um, yes. I don't love accounting. I don't love finances. I got a master's degree. It took all these classes and I, I don't necessarily enjoy it, but now I've made it part of my life. And the more I get into it, the more I love it because it tells me how the company's doing. Right. Um, I think for some reason, business owners and especially in the home service space, we tend to ignore we look at what's in the bank account, but we tend to ignore the financials. And I've really had to learn to love them and um, understand the financials and marketing are my two core things I focus on. So, well, and I will say because that's something I always have loved. You know, if if you focus on that, not only will it help you in your business, but it helps you personally too, right? I mean, things are going good, man. We're <laughs> we're, we're making a lot of money. I got a lot of good real estate investments. I. Uh, Bitcoin's not doing that good today, but uh, <laughs> I got a lot of investments and, um, you know, we invest in the Dave Ramsey program for our employees, which is awesome. Um, you know, when COVID happened, I started realizing I love marketing, but I started realizing market for great people. So it was kind of a big shift for me because I could always make the phone ring, but now I'm actually trying to say, how do I get the best caliber of employees? And uh, they have a higher booking rate. They they run better call averages. They got a higher conversion rate. They get great reviews. They help you recruit other great employees. Um, so my whole focus has been on leadership. And my whole focus is all right now on culture. And kind of what's in it for me? Why would they want to work for someone like me? What, what do they get out of it? And when you can really change your paradigm, I know that's not what we're talking about today, but uh you know, I'm just a big fan of you kind of, you, you've heard this old cliche, Kelly, you add the five people up that you're closest to out of their incomes divided by five, you're usually within 20% of that. Um, so I had, I had to change who I was hanging out with. I got great friends, but I really needed to hang out with successful business owners that have been where I want to go and they're more than willing to help. So get myself out of town and go just ingest what they give me. It's, it's been fun. I, yeah. I actually really, really, really enjoy myself and uh, you know, they always say mixed business and pleasure. I, I do. I, right. I'll go out to eat. We'll talk business all night. And I don't like to keep them separate. I, I enjoy business way too much to to not have pleasure. <laughs> well, and, and something you said there is surround yourself with five people, you know, and, and that's who you're going to become. And people who are suffering with anything, whether it's ADHD, whether it's addiction, whether they've had loss, if you get around people that have had that, it helps you get through that. Yeah, you know, th there's a lot of business owners out here that have done um, much better than I've done so far. I, I was at a shop that does 500 million in uh, HVAC and they opened up to me. I sat down with the CMO, the COO, um, all the major people there. And, and I got so many good. They've already done what I want to yeah. do. They know exactly how to get back there. So 
um, just hanging out with them, you can just see the difference in A1 already. Just little things. Um, you know, we're on pace to do a little over 80 million this year. Um, but I got big goals next year to do a lot more than that. We haven't even started doing acquisitions really yet. So that's going to be starting. We're getting ready to close a really big one here in Phoenix in the next two weeks. And I just, I can't wait. I, I mean, we're having so much fun. I, yeah. I got to tell you when this COVID thing happened mm-hmm. and luckily, and I feel really bad, but, but we were deemed essential. So work only got busier, which is crazy, but a right. lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, it was really unfortunate, but you know, we thank our lucky stars that, 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 you know, things, things have been well for us, but um, who knows, man, you never know. I, I know a movie theater that was in the middle of a transaction. They were going to do a hundred million dollar deal and they went bankrupt because of COVID. Wow. It's crazy. Well, you said you're, you're going to do 80 million this year. So you go from 50 million to 80 million in an economy where everybody says you can't find people. But yet yeah. you are finding people. Yeah. You know what it is, is a lot of people, I say, what's your marketing budget? They say, well, I spent 20 grand a month on marketing or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, how much do you spend on finding great employees? They're like, well, I do two Craigslist ads a week. So 70 yeah. bucks times four, you know, we're looking at $280 a month. So you spend 20,000 on finding good customers and a couple hundred bucks on finding yeah. great employees. See, they got it all backwards. Right. So, you know, where, where do your employees live? They usually live, if you ask me, they're either on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, so that's the best place to find them. A lot of people think it indeed works. Craigslist works. But people go there when they're unemployed. They don't hang out there. No one hangs right. out on Indeed all day. Um, so we've been really, really fortunate to find some, some places where our avatar hangs out and be in front of them. So we've got 20 guys training right now. Um, next month, we've got 35. The month after that, we got 50 techs coming in. Um, and that's what it's all about. How can you make an amazing employee? So we got to be everywhere and put out the right things to make them want to come here. And so really, and really, you got two clients, right? You got your internal clients and you got your external. People don't treat their their employees as well as sometimes they do their their clients. Well, you know, it's interesting, Kelly. I had 20 garage door companies upstairs in my training center. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, and what does the average HVAC unit go for? Maybe 14 grand. They pay about two grand for it. So that's a seven times markup. And I went through all these things. I went through plumbing. I went through different scenarios. And I was like, so let's just say a nice garage door cost, I don't know, with an opener, 1500 bucks. So you're looking at 10,500. We do the same markup. Who's here? Who, who's charging that? And, uh, they kind of looked at each other, looked at me, and they said, that's highway robbery. How could you get away with that? Right. How do you sleep at night? And I said, well, here's how I sleep. All my employees have insurance. They all drive new trucks. They've got the best hardware. they got the best software. They get the best training, the best tools. We like it really cold in here in the summer here in Arizona in the building. Uh, I can afford billboards, TV, or radio. What do you guys do? What do you do for your employees? Do any of them make six figures? So before you tell me about what I charge my customers, what are you doing for your internal customers? Right. And none of them, when they walked out of this office, they each took their time and they shook my hand and said, I'm raising my prices. Well, so. and something you said earlier is, is the training you do. You give back to your employees. You care about your employees. You have to. You have to. If you care for them. I've watched so many companies, Kelly, that they just fall yeah. apart 
because they don't have good leadership. And literally all it all unfolds right in front of them. And that's the, not what you want to have. That's not what you want it to be like. What you want, <laughs> you got to do it right. And you got to take care of these guys because they'll take care of you. And it's crazy. I just read this book for the second time called The Dream Manager. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm hiring a dream manager because I want to know their dreams yep. and I want to help them accomplish home ownership, a great credit score, whatever their kids, maybe something for their kids, maybe a 10, 10, um, 10th year anniversary where they get, you know, go right. to Hawaii. Whatever they are, I want to work my hardest to make sure they accomplish what they want. Because if I get them everything they want, my life will become easy. Yep. Because we, you know, as as business owners, we always want our employees and we want to set goals for them. You know, we want you to do this amount this month or we want you to do that. Well, okay, what do they want? Yeah, so find out what they want and then marry the work stuff. Say, look, yeah, you want to get out of debt. You want a great credit score. You want to own a home. We set up a financial plan for you, but but here's what needs to happen at work yeah. to hit those goals. And sometimes it's not even, you know, money's great motivator, uh, but it's not always about money. It's, it's also about yeah. recognition. It's also about feeling part of something. It's also about the, their education. They learn more. I'm hoping that when someone comes out away from A1 and let's just say they decide to start their own business or they retire but they say I was a better person for working there. Right. That's my goal. Yeah. You know, when I'm doing my financial classes, I talk about when my wife and I, you know, like I said earlier I, in my introduction at 24, I was dead, broken, alcoholic by 40, I was debt free and a millionaire. Well, part of that was because, or not part of it, most of it was because my wife and I, when we sat down at dinner we, with our kids, we would talk about our dreams. What are our dreams? What do we want to accomplish as a family? And by doing that, we were able to accomplish our dreams. And it sounds like you're doing that same thing with your employees is what are your dreams? Okay, now you have the dreams. Now, how do you accomplish those dreams? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's it's literally finding out what do they want? And a lot of them, they never really take the time to think about it. So if you can slow them down and say, listen, how... What is it? You know, in the in the book, he talks about how a lot of the people just wanted to learn. It was a uh, like a custodian, so they, yep. they cleaned offices and stuff. And a lot of them just they wanted to learn how to speak English. Yeah. So they brought in the English speaking, you know, and, and they wanted the kids to get involved too. Yeah. And um, you know, I think one of the things as business owners sometimes we leave we, we forget about the families, and right. you know, m- mostly my technicians are male, um, actually all of them, but but I've hired several women. They just. They don't like the job, I don't think. But, uh, but you know, it's important to include the wives for the technicians and the kids. And I think we don't do a great job um, of doing that. That's why I want to start hitting up anniversaries, the kids' birthdays, and, yeah. and really just have everything systematized. Because I think it's important when they come home from work, what are their kids, what are their significant other, what are they saying about, like, are they, are they helping you? Do they understand what you're trying to accomplish? And I'm excited. You know, people think I'm crazy. They're like, that's just <laughs> philosophical. There's no such thing as a real dream manager. I'm like, yes, there is. We're doing yes, it. There is. So I read that book. I implemented that in my old company. And yeah, it works great. I think it's 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 a really yeah. cool thing. And um because the thing is, the thing is too, is people don't realize, like you said, I mean, these people want to learn to speak Spanish. There's some people. That have never been on a vacation. Maybe they want to go to Disneyland. They've never been to Disneyland. You know, they want to own a home. I mean, you don't know what it is. It could be, you know, going camping. Oh, you know, 
it's, it can be little things and people don't realize that. It's just little things. You know, I looked at, um, as a buddy of mine that buys houses, they go in and make cash offers. And, uh, he met this elderly couple and, and he's trying to get the deal done, right? He's trying to figure out a way, kind of what can I get them that they really want? And the, the, the elderly lady said, you know, you know, Chris, um, we really just love going to the movies and we love getting our popcorn. We go to matinees <laughs> twice a week. So he bought them a year's worth of tickets and got the popcorn upgrade, whatever it was. And all right. that made the deal happen. It was all they wanted was to be able to go on there two dates a week to the movies with popcorn. And it's, it's kind of, sometimes you got to peel it back like an onion to really figure yeah. out what people want. Cause they don't know. Thank you for listening to never buy the book. Share it with someone you care about. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast app so you'll never miss an episode. As we close today, remember, if you're not doing it by the book, you might just be on to something great. Until next time, be great.